We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Thursday morning edition Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here this morning. Jeffrey Wright joining us as always coming up in a couple minutes. Here on the show, talk some college football, some NFL, and more divisional round of the NFL beginning on Saturday. Always uh, maybe the, the best weekend in the football season from a professional standpoint. I don't know. Last week, pretty good. Got lots of close games, got some upsets, but we'll look at what's ahead this week. Ole Miss still expecting a lot more news out of the transfer portal over the next day, two days, something like that. Multiple uh, multiple commits are expected at this point. Um, so we'll uh, we'll hit some of those things again. Some of the stuff can we keep on rebelgrove.com, but we'll talk a little of it here as well. So that and more coming up. Oxford Exxon podcast, Oxford Exxon Highway Six West, and Oxford lunch specials. You get those different every single day. You get uh, any size fountain drink, bread, and more. Go to the hot case, the ribs. They'll make life make it easy for dinner tonight wet or dry and they will take care of you also they uh they have chicken dessert side items and more you can come to from the clark ford studio we are clark fords in amory mississippi 662-257-1900 is the number call it ask for Corey clark tell Corey what ford product you're looking for he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours right to the bottom line no hassle no haggle you get your quote the rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Jeffrey Wright will join momentarily on the MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive or you're wanting to put your career in your own hands, maybe you're an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify. Well, Andy Ludicky can help. He's a longtime Rivals board member, a diehard college football fan, franchise veteran, owns multiple franchises and businesses. He uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Contact Andy anytime at andy at myperfectfranchise.net. Or on his cell, 404-973-9901. 
Uh, by the way, I published a uh, beer garden for the first time in I don't know, at least two years. Uh, yesterday, uh, Robert Perry came on, talked about his um, his life, especially since uh, August the 14th, 2016, when his brother and his sister-in-law were among six Oxford residents who were uh, killed in a plane crash coming home from Orlando. We talked about um, life, parenting, faith, grit, a lot of those things. It was really, he was fantastic. I, I, I just sort of tried not to butcher it. So uh, he's really good. That's up at uh, where you listen to podcast. And it's brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Check them out on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. So we'll get to Jeffrey here in uh, just a second. I assume he's ready because we're running a little later than we typically are for a uh, for Thursday. Somebody asked in the thread. I can at least answer this question. Uh, yeah, a Pollyanna person is an eternal optimist, always looking on the bright side. It's from a uh, it's from a book from like 1960. Um, is where that comes from originally. Says so somebody asked. Eleanor Porter is the author of that book. Is that right? That is correct. Yes, the Pollyanna principle. Oh, how about that? I mean, you know, Jeffrey's probably the biggest Pollyanna I know. I mean, just absolutely, you know, optimist. Everything's great all the time. Can't get him to ever say a critical word about himself or anybody else. No, absolutely not. I just, you know, every day above ground is just a miracle, guys. (laughs) Aren't we blessed? (laughs) Yep, that's right. Are we doing like Chase's book club? Is that what we're doing? This no, this we kept saying Paul. We kept calling message board people Pollyannas yesterday, and somebody literally was just asking where that term comes from or what what what, what does it mean? Actually, good point. I'm pretty sure that word was not really in my vocabulary until meeting Neil. Oh, really? Pollyanna. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've never been accused of that. Yeah, like sunshine pumper. I mean, no, you know, there's not a term me. for everything, but, like, <laughs> but I, I I do think that. I do not think that was a regular part of my vocabulary until until meeting Neil. Even Chase got kind of attacked yesterday. Chase, it's usually oh, usually oh, the oh, attacks oh, don't I, usually I, the, the attacks don't usually come after Chase. They were mad at Chase yesterday. I was telling him, and you do that. I mean, this just in. I was, oh, gotcha. Okay. That was really good. I was like, what happened on my computer? That was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, usually are there some people, are there some people on the edge on the board? Well, you know how this is because you do this now, I'm sure covering Grizzlies probably with, uh, covering the Tigers with the whole more Tigers because they're, you know, Grizzly stuff doesn't get hypersensitive until the playoffs. That's just the nature of the league. Here's what I was getting at, though. Sometimes you have and this is this frustrates people, and I totally understand why it does. I do. I completely get it. I'm 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 one one million percent sympathetic to what I'm about to say. We have conversations in the course of our day with different people, and obviously, a lot of those conversations are off the record. They're on background. And sure. we, we know more than we can report. And I, and I 1 million percent get the people who are right now, well, then don't, if you don't, if you know something and you can't say it, just don't say it. I get that. And we pretty much try to accept you can't help but that stuff creep into your opinions 
and into your thought process as you evaluate the way something happens and what's happening and why it's happening and how you're going to cover it. You, you can't help but have that stuff. And when you've talked to multiple people who tell you sign of the same thing or different versions of the same thing, you can't help but that sort of creep into the back of your mind and it takes some form of root in what you say and what you write, especially when you're sitting here on camera every day for an hour and 15 minutes at the beginning of the day talking about the stories that your your subscriber base or your listener base or whatever is is talking about. That stuff creeps in and it 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 just does. And I get one, again, I get one million percent the people who are like, well, if if you know something and you can't say it, then you, you just need to. I get it. You just can't help. You can't help but let it imp- cloud what you say. Yeah, I just think y'all are in a y'all are in an, an unwinnable position because unless unless you get a new employer, a message board is just going to be a part of your lives. Yeah, and a message board is. I mean, for lack of a better term, like, yes, it has positives. There can be a community element. There can be, um, you know, for y'all, that's an opportunity to, if you have something that's, you're not really ready to report, report, but, you know, if if you feel pretty good about it, like, it offers you a place to write something that you don't have to report. And, and we, all, we all understand that there are, that there are positives to it, but the reality is it also allows for the worst of the worst from human nature because they're behind a keyboard. There's a lot so, of elements to it right now, especially if it pertains to football, because you've got a situation where Kiffin lost whatever capital he did at the end of the regular season. You've got a certain segment of the fan base that's very annoyed by that, has has lost faith in him to some degree, is, is frustrated. Um, you have some that are clinging to everything as, see, this is path that what happened in November is not evident to the future whatsoever. Um some people who believe in the product because he's done a good job finding ways to put teams together for the most part. You, you've got all these different elements that are sort of combining. And I mean, what, yeah, look, there's tons of positives about the message board. Cause I think in a lot of ways, the community that is there is one of the reasons why people subscribe. Um, but it's created this deal to where if you get, it just takes five, 10 people with every one of those mindsets for it to become kind of a hodgepodge where you have to step back, take a breath and go, okay, Nobody's necessarily even fighting about one thing. Everybody's just sort of arguing with their own confirmation bias about the same topic, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think that's that's more than fair. But I also think the other aspect of it is I think when you also like if you were to do like a content analysis, I think you'd see that it's a very small group that keeps yelling at each other. You know what I mean? Oh, it is. And and I think it's also difficult, even though if you even if you understand something is true and that this is a small group of people and this doesn't, this isn't really reflective of the wider audience. And if I start catering to these people, I'm going to, I'm going to diminish my product. Even if you can understand that it still doesn't mean that it doesn't like that. It has no effect on you. And so I am sympathetic to that. I do think though, Neil, I think the overwhelming majority of your audience is, I think that they are, they would prefer the, sometimes I got to read between the lines. Yeah. It's frustrating. You're not reporting, but at the same time, like I've been around, I've, you know, and I've worked for y'all and a large, a large portion of your audience kind of gets that you can't say everything. And if you're paying attention, 
you'll have a pretty good sense of what's going on. And I think the problem is those people just consume the product. Like those are the, those are the best customers. They consume the product They're like, Oh, okay, I get it. And then they move on with their day. Whereas the rest just want to, you know, watch the world burn because there there's some sort of unhappiness that they're dealing with. Yeah. 98% of the people want to know anything they can know, even if it's not everything. Correct. Even if it's hinted. Yeah. You watch a ton of college football more than I do. I think more than Chase does. Yeah. Probably more than maybe the two of us well, do combined. Y'all have game day requirements. Yeah, I mean, just is what it is. I didn't mean that as a, a knock sure. on anybody. Just you hey, watch a yeah. ton of college football. And um, we believe, both of us, that Spencer Sanders is committing to Ole Miss as early as today. It might be tomorrow. It might be Saturday. It might be Monday. I guess there's a chance that it doesn't happen and he goes somewhere else. And we both go, well, that was a week of shows. Um, but I'd, I'd be surprised. It appears to be the worst kept secret in Lafayette County right now. Yeah. You've watched him a lot. Compare him to Jackson Dart. Um, well, he's obviously older. A um, lot of experience. I mean, he's basically been a starter since his redshirt freshman year at Oklahoma State. Um, the biggest difference is he comes from essentially – while Jackson never really had ran an RPO system, I would say Spencer Sanders, I, don't, I didn't follow his high school career enough, but basically since he's been at Oklahoma State, it's been exclusively RPO stuff. Um, he is a bigger kid, although I don't know if y'all, I think, I think he's married. I, I, I think he's like a full-blown yeah, adult. He's, he's married. Yeah. Um, definitely bigger He's a he's a physical runner, but I don't know like I don't know if I would say he's fast, but you know what I mean? Like he's a he is he's a good runner. Um I just have my questions about you know, I, I think one thing that, you know, maybe ten years or ten years down the line we'll probably have a better sense of switching leagues. I just don't you know, this isn't even being, you know, SEC Homer. This is just kind of like take a look at Take a look at how Bo Nix is doing in Oregon. I don't believe all of that is just playing in a in a better offensive system. I think a lot of that is, oh, it's like when you, you know, if you played on the competitive baseball team that was, you know, the high major competitive team, and then your buddies are short a summer game, you know, short on a, a midweek game, and they ask you to play with them, and instead of seeing, you know, guys that throw super hard, you start seeing, you know, a little more hittable stuff and the game's, the game's slower and, and you can, you have more success. I just don't know how it's going to be going in the other direction. Like if, if we're using college basketball as an example, transfer guys that, that transfer up, if you will, by and large, when you look at the numbers, they only do about 80% of what they were doing at the, at the lower level. Does that mean that that's going to be the case with Spencer Sanders? No, but I will admit I'm, I'm I am skeptical about a guy going from the Big 12 to the SEC just, you know, all of a sudden just keeping it rolling. And, you know, Oklahoma State people had their frustrations with Spencer at times. Like this isn't a he's not a perfect football player. Yeah, I, it's funny we were talking about this before we got started. If you look at Sanders numbers even from like his best season, they're just very similar to darts numbers. So it's look, I, I think what's going to be interesting in the spring, if we're right, is 
because they also brought Walker Howard in, and this is where we're getting into some of the mm-hmm. off the record stuff. Sure. I know this, from yeah, what, what, what the what you know versus what you can say. Yeah, the the part that I know is Walker Howard left LSU for one reason and one reason only. To he, play. To play. He to get he wanted to get and felt like he needed to get for his development needed to get meaningful reps. Now, spring reps and fall reps are different reps, but he felt like he needed to get meaningful reps. His concern at LSU was one-fold. It was, okay, Jaden Daniels came back, and Jaden Daniels is going to be the starter. And uh, Garrett Nussmeyer is behind him, and he and Garrett are friends, but Garrett is viewed inside that building. Whether they're right or wrong, we'll find out. I mean, they paid a lot of money to make these choices, right? Uh, they Garrett Nussmeyer is viewed as the quarterback of the near future at LSU. In, in, in other words, the, the moment Jaden Daniels leaves, it's, it's Nussmeyer's gig. And they think he's going to be a very good quarterback. And so his concern was in 2023, he would either be getting those scant third team reps. They're just, if you've ever gone to a college football practice in the season, you know that third team reps, boy, there just aren't many of them. I mean, they, third, at all. Third team reps, if you want to, if you want to get any reps, you've got to go play scout team. You got to go play scout team. And, and so he's, and that's what he's doesn't help you in your offense because yep. literally they just put a card up like, Hey, run this. Yeah. And so you're, you're going to scout team meetings to get ready for going up against your defense. And yes, you do improve some by going up against the starting sec defense every day in practice, but it's, you're not running your stuff and you're not running your stuff with the guys who are playing. You're running your stuff with other guys who aren't playing on Saturday. So he didn't want to do that. So I mean, the reality is, Neil, a lot of times you're doing it with walk-ons. Yeah, yeah. So that was the reason. He was happy at LSU, has a lot of friends. His girlfriend's there. She's staying there. I mean, there's a lot of things that, that you know, there's a lot of reasons for him just to stay at LSU. Um, but he wanted, to get, he wanted to get those reps. So that's the part that I can't help, but I know that's going on. And so you know that subject came up. I know it did. When he met with... Lane Kiffin, when he met with Charlie Weiss Jr., those conversations came up. Hey, I I want to get, I want to be able to compete. I want to put myself in a position to get better. I don't want to put myself in position to be the quarterback sooner rather than later, meaning no later than 2024. And that's where the whole Sanders dart, if they're both on campus in the fall, well, presumably they're getting the ones and twos reps. And at that point, Walker Howard would be in a position where he's like, okay, I left a place that I liked because I was the scout team quarterback to come to a place that I might very well like, but I'm not, I've never been there before to be the scout team quarterback. That part makes no sense. And so that's where you know something, something's got to give unless he's looking up in August going, well, I got lied to. Yeah, and I, I think there's, listen, there's a, there's a segment of football fans that want to believe like yeah competition like yeah let's get as many as we can in the room can we also acknowledge like uh there isn't an unlimited budget and i i'm going to presume uh considering how many teams do not have quarterbacks right now i'm going to presume walker howard was in demand i'm going to presume that spencer sanders is in demand 
Well, Howard, for sure. The Sanders part, I'm actually kind of curious about. I would like to know what options he has. Yeah, it truly doesn't had. feel like there were a ton of like top 35 teams trying to get him at least. Let's say that. And I mean, honestly, guys, that doesn't. I guess it surprises me in this sense. I think there's a lot of teams out there right now that don't have a quarterback. And so that kind of surprises me, but I could also understand there's a lot of teams going, Hey, we don't want the one year rental. And, and I, I guess I can understand that. Um, I also think though, it should tell you guys, like I, I'm not trying to crap on Spencer Sanders. Like if he ends up being the quarterback, like whatever, I'll watch him and I'll, I'll, I'll judge him based on what he does. But like, guys, there are plenty of people at Oklahoma state that, that weren't exactly, you know, all, the ones that were upset about him leaving were only upset in the sense that a, I think he was a fairly popular guy, but B like, well, we don't really know what's behind him. Like, I mean, he was benched at different times throughout his career. Yeah. He's I, an I, interesting I, case because he's a good quarterback. There's no doubt about that. He's a, he's a successful quarterback at the big 12 not, level. He's got good numbers, but when you look at his numbers, they're good. They're not popping off the page in relation to his resume. So if you just put his CV in front of you, it's Texas high, you know, Mr. Football. It's yeah. big 12 offensive player of the year as a freshman. It's big 12 player of the year in 2021. It's 3000 snaps, four year starter. And you go, Oh my God. And then you look at his numbers and they were very similar to darts last year. And you go, they're good, but nothing went. Oh my God. He has just overtaken the big 12 for four seasons. This episode of the podcast brought to you by better help. When you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down. You may feel overwhelmed. Like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. Because when you feel empowered, you may be more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. Look, I know sometimes you know you get help from friends and family, but sometimes you need a professional. Somebody with no preconceived notions. Somebody can help you sort it out from the very beginning. They don't have any knowledge, any emotions to it. It's all about you and getting better with whatever it is that ails you. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash MPW. Podcast also brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. They want to thank Rebel Nation for the incredible support in 2022 for your generosity. The Champions Now campaign, nearing $52 million. They're looking forward to an even bigger 2023. So for info info on that or Ole Miss Athletics in general, give to athletics.com is the website. And then uh, with basketball season heating up the men's and women's programs, show your support for their efforts on the court by signing up for the Pledge Per Win campaign. You can sign up to pledge a specific amount for every Rebel win and earn blue priority points through every donation. Visit givetoathletics.com slash donate or call the Ole Miss Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com, seven different flavors available for you. You can get everything from their newest option, the New Orleans-style barbecue. It is my new favorite. The signature is a favorite as well. Very versatile options. The full meals in a bag, the garlic herb butter, the French Quarter Alfredo, or the Simply Shrimp, so you can season yourself for those with a few more discerning of a palate. But either way, you get it shipped directly to your door, and in fewer than 10 minutes, freezer to plate with Prime Shrimp. Use code MPW for $20 off your first order. Again, primeshrimp.com. 
We've been telling you the last few days, it is king cake season with Johnston Hill Creamery, johnstonhillcreamery.com. Let them help you out with a king cake from now. All you need is 24 hours notice. You call up. They've got some new flavors. They've got their uh, their cheesecake flavor, which was a huge hit, the pecan praline, the new blueberry cheesecake, all the different options there at Johnston Hill Creamery, all their cheeses locally and in-house every day. Order right online. Go to their Instagram page, johnstonhillcreamery.com. Podcast also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. To fill your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it with G&M. You can also transfer those medications. You can do that easily. You make one phone call. They take care of the rest. G&M, Tyson Drugs, 662-236-2222. So I do think the advantage he would have over Dart is he has spent most of his life playing in an offense that's more similar to what Ole Miss runs than what Dart runs, what is run, what Dart has run his whole life. And I, I think that would be the advantage. But, I mean, I just take a look at it. Forget, forget reporting and whatnot. Like, just use your eyes and use common sense. Like, if you're bringing in these quarterbacks, they can say whatever they want, but the reality is they're either concerned about Dart playing or they're concerned about Dart's health. But either way you look at it, there is concern about Dart. I think they're concerned about his I think they're concerned about his decision making. They're concerned about his I think they're I think what's not there. It's it's one person. It's Lane Kiffin wants For sure. Lane Kiffin wants Jack. We gotta quit talking in plurals. It's a singular singular deal it's it's also important to note with that offense people can do the charlie wise they can do the whoever they want to blame that offense is lane kiffin let's just let's just say that let's put it this dancing around it yeah and and the part that is no unquestionable is that the decision making process involving personnel is singular it's lane kiffin so he he wants jackson to get better simple as that And, and maybe maybe bring sanders in is a a motivating tool to make him better. Maybe it's a way of saying, hey, you either got to get better or you got to get out. I don't know. We'll see. It's, it, the spring will be interesting because I know there are like rumblings that Jackson's going to bolt in the next week or so. I don't think so. Based on the conversations no. that I've had, I don't think so. I think I think Jackson, if anything, uh, this just motivates him more. Yeah. If anything, he – I think he's buckling down right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I – and so you've you're going to have that element to to spring practice. And again, I mean, you can all, do it in the spring. In the spring, you can do three quarterbacks because you're not getting ready for a game on Saturday. So you can run three quarterbacks with the ones. Well, and you're you're not you're playing yourself. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're, you're you can have more reps because you're you know when you're preparing, like you can. All right, well, one defense go over there, and then two defense go over here. Like you can. You can rotate reps because you're practicing yourself so much. Hey, um, NFL playoffs this weekend. Your Giants in the, divi- the divisional playoffs. They looked really good against the uh, against the Vikings. Yeah, can they? Can they? They go to Philly. It's going to be a step up against a rested Eagles team. Maybe a maybe a really rested Eagles team. What chance do you give your boys? I think they have a puncher's chance. I hate the narrative that uh, it's tough to beat the same team three times. Because the numbers actually bear it out. No, it's not. Usually, uh, when you beat the same team twice, you're usually better than them. Um, spoiler alert. I'll say this. This is what I feel 
this is where I think they have a puncher's chance. On the one hand, I'm very scared because doesn't it feel very trendy? Like, oh, seven and a half, too many points. Give me the Giants. Like when everyone starts thinking that, like in the line's not moving, that's a little concerning. But just having been a been a follower of Jalen Hurts' career, uh, one of the more underspoken aspects about him is he has a bad big game record. Like at Alabama, like his best big game was the SEC championship game that he came off the bench. And I don't think that's coincidence. Like I I think he I think he gets a little more nervy than than uh is at least discussed. Because I think when you look at like when he came off the bench after Tua got hurt, and to be clear, Tua was bad uh in that title game. I think it was just like, hey man, just throw him out there and it was just kind of go be an athlete. I, but I mean, like you look at the playoff game, the playoff game from last year, he was horrific. The playoff games in college wasn't great. Even kind of like in big games with big environments, he wasn't all that good. And so that kind of gives me a little, a little hope. And, you know, the giants have the ultimate, you know, who cares mentality. Like if they lose, they're supposed to lose. And I do think all the pressure is on Philly. What about Cowboys, Niners? No one's given, no one's really given Dallas a shot, and they looked really good on Monday night. The problem with Dallas is inconsistency. Like you'll see, they throughout the year they had moments where you saw what you saw on Monday night, where you're like, "This is the best team." Like offense, look at all the weapons they have. Like, yeah, maybe Dak isn't elite, but he doesn't have to be. Like he's just got to be good. And I thought on Monday night he was better than good. Like mm-hmm. I thought. His first two series, I thought he was really bad. And then after that, I'm not sure he missed a throw. Like, even his incompletions were like money throws. So he was really good. What I am more curious about is, on the one hand, maybe I've got serious Matt Campbell, Iowa State offense questions. Because I watched Brock Purdy for his entire career. And I was rarely impressed. I understand Kyle Shanahan's offense is probably if you're a, if you're just an average quarterback, that's probably the best place to go. Cause it seems like he has a very good way of getting people wide open and you don't have to make tough throws. You've just got to hit open throws. Yeah. But um, the one thing though, we haven't really seen Purdy have to go up against is an elite pass rush. The commanders have a, good pass rush, but you know, we saw it last week when Seattle was able to heat up Purdy and, and flush him to his left. He was pretty bad. They just couldn't do it the, the whole game. I think Dallas might be able to get after him the whole game. And I, I, I do think that I do think Dallas has got a really good shot. The problem, though, is they've just been so inconsistent throughout the year. Yeah, it's hard to bet on them because they've right. they've had those games. Where you're like, okay, well, here comes Dallas, and then they just lay an egg, and it, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm off. And then they come back, and then they do the same thing. So, yeah, you're right. Um, we didn't get to see, and again, thank goodness, Demar Hamlin's okay. He's back mm-hmm. in the back in the Bills facility, all that stuff, um, which is great. But we didn't get to see that game the first time in Cincinnati, and it looked like we were headed for a shootout. Do we get a shootout this Sunday in Buffalo well, we were, with, with the Bengals? I think it's safe to say we were either headed for a shootout or we were headed for a blowout. Oh, oh, yeah. 
Now, I mean, it was a matter of where Bill's going to keep up because I think what we were about to see was it was about to be 14 to three. I do too. So it, also be, it should also be noted that night was like an unseasonably warm night in Cincinnati. It was like perfect football conditions for shootout. I doubt we see that in Buffalo this week. My my question on this game is Cincinnati's clearly banged up. And while Jonah Williams is not a good left tackle, you saw what happened the moment he went out and they tried to move the guard out to left tackle. Like they they could not. They basically couldn't run plays. Right. Like they it, everything had to just be quick game immediate and should also be noted that Baltimore defense is a legit defense and it is it's top five ter- in the league. Yeah, ter- it's terrific. A better defense than what the Bengals are going to see on on Sunday. My thing with the Bills is, I don't know, like Aaliyah's, Aaliyah has adopted the Bills, and I've watched them because obviously Calkins is is a is a Buffalo fan, so I end up watching them every week. There's something in the last seven weeks that's just not clicking. And On offense. I don't know if it's injury-related. I don't know if it's ever since Josh has had this, this UCL injury, I don't feel like he's got the fastball. Like, he's still got a mega, like a bazooka, but it's not what, like, I know what his arm looks like when it's 100%, mm-hmm. and it's not there. And there's just something about Burrow where, God, I don't know. Like, I just, I just find myself thinking like every time he's got the ball, it's like, yeah, he's probably just going to go win this game. Uh, I don't know. I just have that thought with him. Well, he's damn sure thinking it. That's for sure. Well, and there's no question on that. Like, I don't know. Normally guys like Burrow annoy me. I find myself in love with this guy. I I don't know what it is, but it's just, God, I love the way he plays football. I'm the same way. There's something about like, if you think about it, Think about last year's playoff run for the Bengals. People that were concerned about the Bengals and how they won on Sunday, I would just point out like, yeah, that's just kind of how they win playoff games. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, if maybe 98 yard, 98 yard fumble return is probably uh, on the more extreme end, but they win playoff games that you go, how the hell did they do that? And I think the answer is they've got him. Any chance at all Jacksonville pulls it off in Kansas City? Only from the sense that Kansas City gets bored. Um, you know, I do have I do have concerns about teams that go essentially spend most of the year just kind of like, all right, well, we're gonna flip the switch come playoff time. Maybe Andy Reid's got a secret that I don't know about. I just I don't know. I just think it's really hard to just say, all right, guys, now we go. Now let's go. Let's flip the switch. However, they do have Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, as much as I was gushing about Burrow, the most physically gifted human being playing quarterback right now is him. Yeah. In terms of throwing everything, the most physically gifted, I guess, from a physical standpoint is probably Allen. But in terms of like what I would want from a quarterback, just the ability to throw the football, I think he's the most gifted. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Grizzlies won 11 in a row. I'm yeah, sure. they go for the franchise record against Bron Bron on Friday night. Oh, wow. That'll be, is that at home? No, it's it's in L.A., but it's on national TV. 11 in a row. They're mm-hmm. 31 and 13. They're a half game behind Denver in the West. Denver's 32 yeah, and 13. Neither of those teams will lose. That, so they just kind of they just kind of stay. And the only team that's really in that air in the East is the Celtics. Boston's 33 and 12. So I always ask this about Memphis, but the deadline's coming up. They're right there. I mean, the window is wide wide ass open does is there anything they need to tweak is there a move they make or is this their team because it's obviously a team that's good enough frankly it's a team that's good enough to go win a title i think this is their team the question for them is danny green so danny green is getting close to returning now how much faith can you put in Danny Green after another knee injury? Um, now, should be clear, they don't need Danny Green to come in and be awesome. They need Danny Green in a like a they had a they had a high level game against Cleveland last night. Even though Cleveland didn't have Donovan Mitchell, it was still just a competitive, physical, felt like a playoff game when you're watching it. Um the Grizzlies did not shoot the ball well from three. They need Danny Green on a night like that to go and hit, you know, three or four threes. Like that's what they need him for. This this franchise, I don't know if they'll say it on the record, but if you if you've covered them, you know it's true. And they kind of will reference it at times uh, off the record, you know, to bookend our conversations about these types of things. They model themselves after the Spurs. Yeah, the Spurs very rarely made moves in season. 
And they only made moves in season, honestly, when they were trying to like when they had a, a locker room issue or character issue. They were just this like, get them out of here. The Grizzlies do not fit that. I will say the only way that I think they make a move is if Josh says we got to make a move. And I just don't see that happening. I think they view the move Danny Green coming back. It's just wild to look at the standings, and I've watched a lot of these teams. Like, the Kings are a nice team, but the Kings aren't a threat to the Grizzlies. The Pelicans. The, the Kings are that, uh, the Kings are the, uh, they're USC, or like yeah. Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma. Yeah. Their offense is so much fun that it's going to win them a bunch of games, but like, the the fact that they can't stop anyone is going to bite them eventually when it matters. But they're they're fun to watch. I mean, here's really... And I know I'm talking about the team that I watch night in and night out, but here's really all you need to know about the West is the Thunder played the whole season without Chet Holmgren. Um, Pokashevsky hasn't played in weeks. Everybody can make their jokes, but he was actually a pretty effective player uh, before he got hurt. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl hasn't played in weeks, and people can say, who's that? He was a pretty effective player for them before he got hurt. They, they're they 7-3. and three. They are right now tied with the Clippers for the 8. They're a game and a half behind Dallas for the five. That's all you really have to know about the West is that it is so eminently winnable this year for the Nuggets and the Grizzlies that both of them have to be looking at each other and internally and going, okay, this is, we got it. We got to do this. This is a trip to the finals right here. Cause I don't, when I look at the Kings, the Pelicans, the Mavericks, even golden state, golden state's a shell of itself, Utah, the Clippers, the thunder, the, the Timberwolves, Phoenix is right now the 12, the Lakers are the 13. I mean, it, it is so right there for, for Memphis. I agree with you on that. I think it's more important, though, for Denver because Denver's a yeah. little bit older than the Grizzlies. Agreed. And I'm not like 100%. That, I, I do. I Because I agree with you in this sense that you and I both believe just because something's winnable this year does not mean it's going to be that in, in perpetuity, especially when you consider how quickly teams can – you know, a guy can just force his way out, and then all of a sudden, you know, a league that looked wide open is now more competitive. And Morant gets hurt, or Jackson gets sure. hurt, or Desmond Bain gets hurt, or, you know, sure. and all of a sudden you're just not the same team, and you take a step back, and some of those teams that we just talked about, the Pelicans, the Thunder, those kind of teams, the Jazz, they take a step up, and all of a sudden you're you're not the two anymore, you're the four, and your second-round right. matchup so different, yeah. I'm with you. I still just think that, the way that they would view it is because their core is so young that their window is longer. I do think with Denver, you know, if the Grizzlies, I think it's like the average age is like 24, 25. Yeah. Denver, I think it's like 28. I just feel like it's a little bit, time is more pressing for Denver than it is for uh, the Grizzlies. One million percent because they're sitting there looking at Nikola Jokic going, okay, we, he's had two MVPs. On his way, possibly to a third. Probably, I, I, again, it's only halfway through the season. He should win a third. I don't know if he will. I think he's, I think he's as good as he's ever been. Yeah, and he's at the peak of his career, and you have to take yeah. advantage of it, right? Because you're not going to get that player in Denver routinely. You're certainly never going to get him in free agency. I, I don't even know if you can bank on saying you ever get it again. Right. So you got to, got to do he's it. That good. I know you got not played 30 seconds, Jeffrey. Just kind of curious. What's going to happen with Lamar Jackson? A big deal, a franchise, trade him. So, I mean, I think the Ravens have no one to blame but themselves. Mm -hmm. um, 
I get it. They're saying, Hey, you know, the Deshaun Watson contract was an abomination. Like no, that was to compare yourself to that. It's not fair, but I think you also have to like, listen to Lamar. If Lamar wants that, I think he's going to, the only way he's going to get that somewhere else. The question that I have is what happens if he gets franchised on the exclusive franchise next year? Because it seems like they got the Roquan Smith deal done so that they could do that with Lamar. I mean, in the end, I, again, I don't know. I don't know what his doctors were telling him or they weren't telling him. I do know the comments from the team and his teammates and even Harbaugh, whether or not they're right or wrong, their comments suggest they thought he could have played and he didn't play. How is this going to be any different if he's playing on a franchise tag next year? Yeah, and if they put him on a tag, you wonder, does he hold out? Does he say, okay, well, you know what? I'll I'll show up for week one, but I'm not showing up for camp. Well, I mean, like, then they'll start, I don't know, like, they'll start finding him. Like, in the end, like, I see it both ways because the story, the narrative that was coming out was that Baltimore didn't offer him anything. That's not true. Baltimore offered him the type of extension that we've been seeing, which is like, you know, 175 or 180 million guaranteed. And then the Watson contract happened and it just screwed everything up. He's like, well, and honestly, I don't blame him. I think Lamar's better than Deshaun. I would rather, I'll say this. I would much rather pay Lamar than pay Deshaun because I think Deshaun is, Deshaun is in the wildly overrated category to me. And he's also very lucky that he was suspended for 11 games and that Russell Wilson just sucked up all the look at this contract. This guy sucks conversation because it really distracted people from how bad Deshaun was this year. And again, maybe it's, Hey, it was a tough situation coming in midway through the season, but I know what I saw. Like, I don't think he's that good. Step into the new year in style. If you haven't made the move already, you really need to experience the difference a quality sock makes. Go to deadsoxy.com, enter the code REBELGROVE at checkout, get 25% off all orders, including sale items. As they continue to grow, Dead Soxy wants to extend a special thank you for the continued support of the Rebel Grove community. The folks at Dead Soxy are constantly striving to improve their quality, relationships, and customer experiences. As an MPW Digital list, listener, you'll be the first to hear about all new products and opportunities as they come around. Remember, promo code REBELGROVE at checkout, 25% off all orders, and Happy New Year from Dead Soxy. Walk-On's Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like Juicy Burgers, and fresh salads all in front of 70-plus TVs and with 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Visit them in Oxford or Ridgeland today. The College Corner is your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, are the places to go for all of your heating and cooling needs. Different names, but it's the same great products, the same great services, the same people. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. 
A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1. Shop now at astock.bid or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups. So don't miss out. If you want it, bid it, win it. Brought to you by Solutions Rx. It's a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured right here inside the U.S. under the highest standards. It's if you take diabetes medicine, high blood pressure medicine, cholesterol medications, they typically cause side effects like muscle pain, brain fog, energy loss due to a depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. But Chris formulated a product called Prescription Support to put those vitamins back into your body, help with those side effects, helping you stay more compliant in taking your medications and helping you stay healthier over the long term. It's solutionsrx.com. Enter the promo code OEP at checkout and get 10% off your first order. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available in the market today to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game ready for the next play. So go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. ACS is owned by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's established in 2013. ACS is a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff, a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much, much more. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. No, it wasn't. He was bad. And maybe yes. it was rust, but it, did, it looked like more than rust. And next season, yes. next season in Cleveland, when he when it's his job, and if he's that bad, it's he's and going they, to, he's going to get blame, the Wilson treatment. They can blame Baker all they want. That offense is not a good fit for him either. Like he's not a get under center, fake the stretch, and make a play action throw. Like that's he wants to shotgun spread it out. Like that ain't the offense for him. As always, thanks so much for the time. Really appreciate the help yesterday as well. All right, boys, be good. Later, Jeff. <clears throat> For listening to 92.9, I see uh, Jeffrey tweeted out a couple minutes ago. He's giving away a couple tickets to uh, the Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle show. I guess that's in Memphis. So you can uh, check in there today on the uh, on the Jeff Calkins show. Pick you up a couple tickets. if you. Uh, so what was the time on that? We did about, what, seven, eight minutes of NBA? That will be we'll, – I will hear later today that we, nah, did a, we did an hour of nah, NBA. It's actually been better. Nobody said a word lately. Okay. Yeah, it's been better lately. I mean, frankly, we don't talk about it very much. Hardly ever. Usually I bring it up. Um, going down the list of things. Uh, so let's point it up from last night. Did you watch any of that Arkansas-Missouri game last night? I really didn't. I watched uh, I watched the Thunder and the Pacers. And so um, when it ended, I actually watched some of the postgame. And I flipped over. I saw I saw the end of it. but I, I Thunder didn't. lose? No, Thunder won. Oh. Uh, they, Congratulations. We're at a point now where you're going to make the playoffs. Well, if the season I, ended tonight, the Thunder would be in the playoff. They'd be in the play the play-in in thing. Uh-huh. Um, they they have a pick swap with the Clippers, and it, it it is conceivable at this point the way that the two teams are playing that the Thunder will finish ahead of the Clippers and just take the Clippers pick. 
That's interesting. I mean, it's fascinating. It, it, I, I won't do it now. It is watching a young team. That's really interesting. Develop in front of your eyes, yeah. night in and night out, is is one of the more. Frankly, it's one of the more fun things about being a sports fan. It's what makes baseball and basketball fun because there's right. so many games. You see it in that level of time versus right. football where it's years and weeks. And right. It's such a different process. Exactly. You're binging in a way because it, it's just well, one it's like night after another. The Braves the last couple of years, you're like, yeah. oh, boy, these guys are getting good. It's kind of happening like week by week. It and might even be the more fun period than the really, really winning. It because is. the really, really winning is stressful yes. almost where you're like, oh, hell, look at the standings. we got to get the Dodgers tonight. we got to go. And in that point, it's like, Two years, we're rolling. Hey, yeah. Did you see Michael Harris? Yeah, that's that's. Hey, he's, yeah. He's, oh, he's a stud. It's precisely what it is. And so you, yeah. w- you know, when you watch the Thunder, especially now, I mean, people humor me for one minute because this, this is a point about what why. Yeah, people will say, "Why do you like pro sports?" Well, here's why. When you watch the Thunder night in and night out, number one, the NBA is such a superior product to college basketball. Like I flipped over, I watched the end of Arkansas and um, Missouri. And Missouri. And there's so many fouls, and there's so many foul trouble, and it's so many free throws. It's just the game is choppy, right? Uh, by the way, kudos to Dennis Gates and Missouri. The atmosphere there is awesome right now. When you compare it to the atmosphere from the last couple of years when that arena was like so empty and yellow, you know what I mean? Oh, sure. It had just like, it looked like someone just like spilled yellow paint everywhere, and it was just sleepy. And now it's electric. Sure. Anyway. What's happened with the Thunder that you see is Shea Gildas-Alexander has gone from being a really good NBA player to probably a top 10 NBA player. They drafted Josh Giddy a year ago. He was a very effective rookie. And suddenly, especially in the last month or so, I don't have the numbers in front of me, obviously, and I would never do that here, but in the last month or so, he's become an all-star caliber player. They drafted Jalen Williams, the one from Santa Clara, not the one from Arkansas. The one from Santa Clara is going to be an all-rookie team. He's if you did the rookie, I mean, rookie of the year voting right now, he would, whether he would or would not finish third, he should finish third. Okay. There's two rookies that are better than him right now: Paolo Boncaro and uh, 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 the kid at I can't think. He was with the Pacers, Matherin, uh, the kid from uh, Baylor. Those are the two guys, Arizona, not not Baylor. Those are the two kids that are that are better than him right now as rookies. So they've got those guys. Lou Dort's playing really well and is is one of the league's best, certainly 10 defenders, maybe one of the best five defenders, especially on the perimeter in the league. And so you watch those guys develop, and you're sitting there watching this, and you're going, God, Holmgren hadn't played. What happens when Holmgren plays? If he if he's as good as a lot of people think he'll be, or even if he's not, even if he's just a, an effective role player, and then they have all this draft capital, that's what makes them fun. But to answer your question, though, that's – that's what I watched, and then I actually listened to a lot of the post game because they're just suddenly pretty interesting. The post game, even really, huh. yeah, it's just kind of interesting to hear guys talk when you can yeah. tell, you can tell that going into the season the plan was to tank for Victor Wimbanyama, and suddenly they're realizing that the Victor Wimbanyama era in Oklahoma City is over, <laughs> and to watch them sort of pivot. all he needs one ball, just lose a few games and get one ball. That's all you got to do. That's the thing, though. I don't. I, they're playing so well that I don't know that an injury or two would derail them enough to get back into that conversation. Yeah. Game you mentioned last night, Missouri, they're at Mizzou Arena. They win 79-76 over Arkansas. They were down one at the break and then one by one in the second half, or one by four in the second half, ended up winning by three, 
for uh, for Missouri. Arkansas is Ole Miss's next opponent. That is Saturday in Fayetteville. And as you said yesterday, Arkansas now one in five yep. in the SEC, twelve and six overall. Just mm, um, Smith is coming back for them in large part because he's being passed on NBA draft boards, and so the people around him play. are like, "Oh, I guess we ought to play." Because I think the plan when he was to not play when he quote got hurt was to go okay let's just get off let's let's just stay healthy abort abort yeah, yeah. and and now like Brandon Miller for example at Alabama mm-hmm. is starting to get talk as the second pick in the draft really see that good oh I love him I, I thought the kid who's the kid that's been the number two pick Scoot the point Henderson. guard yeah him. and he yeah, probably yeah, yeah. still will be but if you're a team that has a point yeah do you take Scoot Henderson anyway probably. And you work it out because if you're if you're the team that gets the second pick, I mean you were talking about Houston, San Antonio, Detroit, Detroit, Charlotte, Orlando. Realistically, it's one of those five. You're not you're nowhere close. You don't you don't draft for fit. But man, if you do have a guy that you think is your point guard, Brandon Miller is the six foot nine wing who can shoot the lights out can get to the rack, can score from pretty much anywhere on the floor, and going into the season, people are like, he can't defend. Yeah, he can. I'm watching him. He, he absolutely can defend. And so he's moving up. Uh, there are other guys that are – their draft stock's jumping, and so the people that around Nick Smith Jr. are like, I guess we need to get back on the floor. Elsewhere in the SEC yesterday, Auburn goes to Baton Rouge, wins handedly 67-49 in that one, up 11 at the break, and then outscored in the second half as well. <clears throat> Auburn now five and one in the SEC, despite some shooting issues, but still winning basketball games. He's such a good coach. LSU one and five in the league uh, for the uh, the Tigers. Yeah, they're, I mean they're they're a little better than that, but eh, well, it's the, hard. The clock struck twelve. Yeah, I mean, they're 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 not gonna they're not gonna get a whole lot better. And then the surging Texas A and M Aggies. They've won seven in a row now. They last night hold off Florida. Um, 54-52 in that one. They kind of got dominated in the second half, but did hold on um, from a little bit of a run from the Gators. Texas A&M 13-5 overall, 5-0 and in the SEC right now. Yep. Florida 10-8, and 3-3. and They're very average. Um, Florida's a bubble team. I think Texas A&M Florida's is Florida's a bubble. Yeah, I think Texas a and is going to play its way off the bubble and into the tournament. Well, they're headed that way. Yeah. Fast. I yeah, mean, they just got off to a bad start, and everybody freaked out. Look, Buzz Williams is not a bad basketball coach. Yeah. He's, he's all so, right. So good. It's the thing about this league, man, I mean, all the coaching is, is good. I'm impressed by Gates at Missouri. I really am. I've, I've told you this. They, they by God, have an identity. They've done a know, really, he, he's done a really good job. He coached with Leonard Hamilton for a long time. And Leonard Hamilton is one of the most underrated coaches in all of sports. People just don't talk about him because he stayed at Florida State all these years. Go look at Florida State over the course of time at, at basketball a place that was never any good at basketball. He's made them consistently really good. And Gates learned a lot. And by God, they get up and down the floor at Mizzou, even though they don't really have the players to do it. If he ever gets the players, look out. Yeah, Will Wade is doing a podcast, and per lots of people, he is not hireable as a college basketball coach um, currently. Somebody asking in the stream. Yeah. um, Over the course of the last week, I've talked to a lot of LSU people, and mostly it's been about Walker Howard and about football. But occasionally, Will Wade's name would come up, and um, the consensus down there is that the show cause that Will Wade will get will make it prohibitive for the next. About to get a bomb thrown on him. For the next half decade or so. Yeah. 
Saturday. Just uh, set it up if you're curious about some games. Ole Miss at Arkansas. That's 11 a.m. on ESPN2. So a, uh, a national 11 a.m. game there for the Razorbacks and the Rebels. Uh, Vanderbilt's at Georgia on Saturday. Yeah, Alan mentions it in the thread. If, if you haven't watched Arkansas this year, um, watch Alan Black. Uh, not Alan. What's his name? First name Black. What's the kid's first name? Well, now you're confusing the hell out of me. Anthony Black. Okay. Watch him. Got the crazy hair, kind of playing the point. Looks really young. That dude's going to be a really good NBA player. Interesting game. Speaking of the Aggies, they're at Rupp on Saturday. Texas A&M, Kentucky. It's an interesting oh, game. Oh, that is an interesting game. Yeah, that's one. one Three o'clock, shot for buzz. One o'clock ESPN for uh, for that one. Auburn is at South Carolina. I like the Tigers' <laughs> chances against the Gamecocks on Saturday. Just oh, boy. All Bruce got to do is make, make sure they wake up. I mean, they can't offensively. That is uh, a nightmare of a team. Yeah, I mean. Defensively, offensively, rebounding. Literally, if Auburn just plays. They want it rup. I mean, stuff sports. Ha- sports happen, but Auburn would have to find a way to – they'd have to find a way to try to lose that game. Tennessee LSU on uh, Saturday. Tennessee 5-1 and one coming off the loss to Kentucky last weekend. Yeah, LSU ball, balls are good, though. Then. Oh, yeah, it's all good. Florida yeah. at Mississippi State. Oh, Bulldogs one in five in the SEC. Yeah, they're they're better win a home game against the Gators on Saturday. Better hustle up. This is a big game for them. And then you mentioned your Dennis Gates fandom. I mean, the the guys are coming into the arena. Alabama at Missouri on Saturday. Oh, free shot. I mean, let it all hang. Give out. Give it hell. See what happens. Let it all hang out. But I mean, Alabama's a national title contender. What's Mizzou in the league? Three and three. Three and three. Yeah, fourteen and four. Three and three. I mean, I, I think Bama's the best team in the country right now. You think the best in the country? I do. They'll move up at least some this week if they win since Kansas lost to Kansas State, mm-hmm. even though it was a Kansas State home game against the whatever. Whatever. Pole mechanics and whatnot. Yep. But nonetheless. Uh, and Kansas then, is going to be fine. And then Missouri, um, that's Ole Miss's next opponent after Arkansas. They are in Oxford on Tuesday at 6 o'clock. So, you know, really it's 4 or 5. It's Missouri schedule, and we'll get off Missouri basketball because nobody really gives a shit, but – their next few games is interesting. They get Alabama in that free shot at home. Mm-hmm. They go to Ole Miss in a game they'll probably be favored on the road. Yep. And then they get Iowa State at home. Number 12 Cyclones. Get a, yeah. get a, get a marquee resume win chance there yeah, they from, could win from, that game, from Iowa State. I've watched Iowa State a little bit. They could win that game. They play LSU at home. Win. Go to Starkville. Again, another road chance to win a game. Yeah, and State could be kind of flummoxed by then. And then South Carolina at home. Like, that I thing should, could run right there I for know. a minute. There's a bit of a – now. After that, load up for Bear. It's at Tennessee, at Auburn, A and M. But yeah. got a little stretch, but it's But they've got some runway to build momentum. Well, and they close Georgia LSU Ole Miss. Oh yeah. How about that? Yeah, we're looking way ahead. But if you told me right now in or out, they're in. They're I gonna think win they're, oh, I think they're in. Yeah, I think they're gonna win enough. I, I think, think Missouri's gonna make the tournament. Just watching them, I think they're a tournament team. Yeah, I do too. Interesting. Look, they damn near won in Fayetteville. They were up seventeen and got away from them. He's done a really good job. I mean, he doesn't have a bunch of players. But he's brought a lot of energy to them. They, there's, there's, it's fresh. And the crowd the crowd gets into it. Basketball's big there. They love it. They, they've, they've had a fun environment for games. They'll be rowdy for Alabama. Why not? Take a shot. Nothing to lose. 
Bama's net's like two. You got nothing to lose. At some point, Bama will lose a game. Yeah, sure. But if you're Mizzou, hey, fellas, let's have some fun. Are you an eight to a 10 on all four of these NFL games this weekend from a watchability standpoint? Jacksonville, Kansas City. I'm 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 seven ish there because I'm just I'm, Jacksonville's got to prove it to you. That's the game, right? That Jacksonville on Saturday is going to have to get me, to, but to get me to go get in front of the TV at four thirty, five yeah. o'clock, they're going to have to be going. But if you look up and it's going into the fourth and it's twenty four all, and you go, hey, I'm, let's watch a quarter of football yeah, right here and see what up, happens. Yeah. The Giants have got to prove it to me in Philadelphia on Saturday night. See, I'm about a nine there. I'm super intrigued. You've by got the a Giants. feeling. You're, you're. Yeah, I just do. I kind of have a feeling this is going to be a really good game, and I'm, I'm. I, I kind of have a man crush on Saquon Barkley. You, you do. And so I just think this is such a big opportunity for him. And then I'm a big AJ Brown fan. So I'm, I'm. There's enough here. Okay. To there's, pull me in. Yeah, sure. And I'm not emotionally invested. So whoever loses, it's not changing your night. Like, I'm not going to feel bad for the Eagles if they lose. No, and I'm not going to feel bad for the Giants if they lose. Whatever. If the Giants win, I think I'd be kind of happy. If the Eagles win, I think I'd just go to bed. It's kind of like that Jacksonville thing. I don't have much of a reason to pull for anybody necessarily. I don't care. I kind of like Doug Peterson, though. I kind of want to see him win football games. Oh, oh shit, dude. Like, Look, look. if I, they win, the the – Narrative, which is the word that we all use for some reason, and I don't know why I use it a lot too, so I'm making fun of me. It changes on them going into the next season. You start talking about the Jags as a Super Bowl contender. You do. Like you do. I mean, you might anyway. He's a hell of a coach. And there's a lot more to them than than the quarterback. Like they're pretty salty on defense. Oh no, they're they're just a good football team. I mean, if they, they won the other day. I know he had a great second half, but in spite of Trevor Lawrence, I mean, right? On. He had I mean, a terrible first half, awful, and yeah, I mean, just brutal. But they're they're good, really good. I the, mean, the the two o'clock game on Sunday for me is an, a ten, and I'll be emotionally invested in it to the point that the outcome of that. Are will, you surprised you've gotten actually emotionally invested in Bengals games? Because it was a shtick. It was shtick for a while. And They're, it's still, I mean, it's not a shtick, but you're uh, like, I, I like them. They're fun. And look, I I mean, I'm, I'm like Jeffrey. There's something about Burrow that just makes you just love the guy. And I know a lot of our audience doesn't because he was an LSU guy and all that stuff. I get it. Whatever. But, man, he's fun. And Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and, I mean, I know Mixon's not the best dude in the world, but, God, he's a fun running back to watch. And to watch, like, if look, if Burrow can beat Buffalo in Buffalo with this offensive line, we've got to start talking about him as being the best quarterback in the league. Okay. Because then they get another shot, presumably, at, at Mahomes. And if they, if he beats, he's got to win that too. But if he beats Mahomes for a fourth time, yeah. You have to start going, hey, just maybe. And Cincinnati's better on defense than they get credit for, and Buffalo is beat up on defense. I they mean, are. Miller, Hamlin, they had several guys mispractice yesterday on the defensive side of the ball. And then to answer your question, Niners, Cowboys, I'm probably a 10. Are you? I'm probably locked in. It's just a fascinating game. It is a fascinating game. I am – I've hated them for – I've hated them my whole life. 
I find myself almost pulling for the 49ers. Almost? So I mean, in I, general, not in the game. I mean, oh. like, just period. Like, kind of like, is a. And I, and, I mean, because look, they used to beat the hell out of my Saints in the '90s when they were all in the NFC West. I mean, that was a that was a torture fest. To me, the, the, I'm still mad about Vernon Davis to this day from yeah. 2011. I mean, like, there's I got a lot of scar tissue here, and because I, I mean, I watched the Rams because of Dylan's. So I'm watching like more of them. I've got like Seattle that I really really hate, and San Francisco that I really really hate out west for Saints reasons. But something about this team with the 49ers where I kind of go, you know, Debo, I'm all right here. Debo Samuel's very likable. You can't help but cheer for Brock Purdy. Sure. McCaffrey is a, so much of a better player than even people give him credit for, and I think he gets a ton of credit for being a great player. And then they just kind of have everything else. And defensively, they're they're a bitch. They're the Ravens defensively. Oh. They're, they're, they're nasty. And look, if Dallas plays the way that it played on Monday night, this is going to be a classic. Because Jeffrey's right, the, the Cowboys' ability to to disrupt the passing game with their pass rush is a game changer. Now Dak's got to play like that again. Dak can't regress at all in San Francisco and then win. But if he plays like he played on Monday night, this is going to be an absolute classic of a football game. It's the best weekend in the NFL, and it's got a chance to be. This has a chance to be a great weekend. It usually is, and this one in particular has a chance. If Jacksonville gets going and makes that a competitive game, you talk about scar tissue. Kansas City has some scar tissue with playoff losses. Should have lost last year in this weekend. Buffalo had them. Mm-hmm. I was looking at uh, some, I don't know exactly what the stat was. I guess it was 2021. Uh, Big 12 quarterback stats that I guess some, probably some Spencer Sanders thing I ran across over the course of the last week. Yeah, but on the list with him, the four guys in the top five were Caleb Williams, Max Duggan, uh, Skylar Thompson, and Brock Brock Purdy. <laughs> really? So two guys who have started NFL playoff games this weekend, and then two dudes who were one two for the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, so much. Of it our, was like, whoa, where'd that come from? So, like I, st- I stared at it, and went, holy hell. There's a lot of Big 12 slander, and I've done it too. Well, it just shows you how quick things change, too. Because, right. like, there was that PFF thing that made our board yesterday of the the draft, but it was from, like, a year ago for this draft, and it was like they had Tanner McKee fourth overall or something, and it was like, hold on, whoa. Whoa. Hot takes. Yeah, Eric Gilbert was in the top ten. Dude didn't play. Like, it's... it's, right. it's I mean, he looks like a top ten. Oh. But doesn't act like one. No, there's some... Whew. Got some issues there. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Got some issues. <laughs> Apparently. So today we're watching for commitments. We're watching for Spencer Sanders. We're watching for the kid from Alabama. Yeah. The kid from North Texas. Kennedy and then the kid from North Texas. And the kid from Louisville. People ask this question, how many stories do you have in your admin ready to go? Four. I have four. Yeah. I got up this morning and updated everything to Thursday. Did you? I'll get up tomorrow, and if nothing's happened, I'll update everything to Friday. They'll sit there until they go somewhere, and then they will either publish or be deleted. The Montgomery kid, the linebacker from Louisville, is the one I'm interested in because he shows up today, and I think the plan here has been and is to get him locked down. So he's kind of a – it kind of has an NFL free agency feel to it. He's got – he tweeted out that he's planning to go to West Virginia tomorrow – 
and then to A&M for a day before he does anything. So all three of those places are trying to get him in the building and lock him down where he doesn't go to the other buildings. That's So that's what you watch for with him. Okay. But he might take all three visits because he's like, hey, I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm going to go through the recruiting process. I'm going to see what everybody has to offer. What's Ole Miss's portal number up to now? I can't keep count. Like seven? I don't know. And then last night, Tysheem Johnson finally got in. Tysheem was getting frustrated. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I think he felt like games were being played. Um, Kincaid Dent in he's the portal. getting in the portal, or I guess getting, he already is. Or got whatever. in or has filed his paperwork yeah. to get in. It takes a minute to get, um, to walk through the doors of the portal. He had already heard from several schools, Oklahoma State included. He's one of those guys you cheer for. Oh, I hope he right. gets. I hope he gets to go someplace and, and him, Luke. Hope he gets hope to Illinois play. Wins football games. Oh yeah, sure. yeah. We'll all be everybody who covered Ole Miss pulling for Luke. We'll be Illinois. cheering for uh, Illinois' offense next season. Luke's good people. It was mentioned in the in the stream, but when we were talking about Jacksonville, Evan Ingram has had a nice nice year. He's actually he's kind of revitalized things yeah. for for, uh, for him. I mean, I know the tight end position from a fantasy standpoint was down this year, but he was like a top five, top six tight end in the NFL from a production standpoint. So he uh, he had a huge catch the other day in their playoff comeback. He's been good. He's had a really good career when you think about it. Had a little lull in it, like you said. Had some had some drops. Had a shoe kind of holding on to the ball at one he, point. He did. But he appears to have fixed it. It's hard to excel in the NFL. It's it's a difficult <laughs> task. It's it's a it's 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 well, I mean, there's a reason that the average NFL career is about a year. The defense tries to. They they have athletes. You know. Yeah. It's they, I always love oh, that team sucks. Like every dude on that team is the best player in the history of his high school. Everyone. So remember that. When you talk about how bad this team sucks, no, they don't suck. They suck by NFL standards. It, it, this is relative because it's obviously not to that level. But actually, my favorite trope on that is the kid on the end of the college basketball bench would go school your ass in a game of twenty-one. Right now, he would he would beat you to a pulp. Oh. He would show up and, and go for a run at the intramurals and just light <laughs> it up. Oh. That dude's got forty-six. Yeah. He can't get on the floor. We well, you know it Iowa. happened. There was a former media relations guy at Ole Miss that challenged one of the walk-ons to a, a basketball game years ago, and I think, go. I think he got beat twenty-one to nothing. Pretty sure it was twenty-one to nothing, if I remember that correctly. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I forget which uh, which which player that was. Um. Uh, 2023 regular season for the NFL, just by the way, there will be five teams play international home games um, next year. So uh, just heads up on that. If you're one of those teams, the Chiefs and the Patriots are both going to host games in Germany, and the Bills, Titans, and Jaguars will play in London in games that are designated home teams. Uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for the Bills and the Titans and Wembley for the Jags. So, Lane Kiffin um... – replies to his own tweet from yesterday two minutes ago with wait for it and then what was the tweet yesterday the rods and the reels and yeah. the, the fish yep it says wait for it and he has three dots with the space and then two dots no idea what that means or morse means code it. no no clue is it morse code it's conceivable i i, I, I don't know 
Tulo Griffin remaining at Mississippi State, by the way. Yes. It was the one more piece of information yesterday. Yes. Glad Steve could get a win. I'm proud of him. He celebrated it. He said the line was broken or one, something. One like of the that. rods yeah. broke. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Again, I, I'm convinced that shtick. That's appealing to a segment of a base. A fringe audience. I would think. Your normal fans not going, oh yeah, please. Right? I wouldn't think. But I don't I don't know. Beats me. Uh, Staley, is it that they've said Staley staying for sure? Yes. Okay. Fired the offensive coordinator and the quarterbacks coach. Always, bad coach. Always, someone's got to always take the fall, man. For the Chargers, though, don't you have to go? I mean, if I'm the Chargers, I'm, I'm, I'm getting. Did you at least make a backroom call to Sean Payton and go, hey, if I'm the Chargers, if, right? If it, I'm it, the Chargers it, right now, I'm like, I'll give you a first round pick. I'll give you whatever the hell you want. I need him. But I need him right now. That's what I'm saying. Yes. You call Sean and go, hey, look, you'll come, right? You want us? I make the deal. If I'm the people that run the Chargers, I want Sean Payton getting in the room with Justin Herbert, and let's see if we can't do this. Because the one thing you can say about Herbert, whatever you want to say, physically he's got all the tools. Sure. So bring in Payton and figure it out. Because if he can't figure it out, well, then no one's going to win with him. Yeah, yeah. we need to know that. And you're we need right. to know that Peyton can't do it. Because where the Chargers are right now is they're a perennial wildcard weekend team. And that's just not that's, getting it done. That's purgatory, man. Yeah, that's not getting it done. So, yes, but if I were the Chargers, would I trade my first-round pick for Sean Peyton? I would, absolutely. Tomorrow. Yeah. Right now. Yep. I'd give him whatever millions he wanted here. But I need you here, like, in five minutes, please. We're sending the plane. Pack your stuff. Hire who you need to hire. Let's go. Yeah. Because the AFC is so competitive and it's not getting any less competitive. You've got Allen. You've got Burrow. You've got Mahomes. Now you've got Jacksonville coming. You got to go. Raiders are trying. Raiders are trying. Pittsburgh looks like there's some life. You got to go. If you're the Chargers, you just got to go. You got to go right now and you got to do it. I guess Belichick would be the hey hand raise thing, but Mike Tomlin's deal of sixteen or seventeen seasons as an NFL head coach without ever having a losing record has got to be one of the more remarkable things. It's one of the stat wise in the NFL. It's one of the more underappreciated things. Yeah. Because he's not flashy. He's kind of blue collar, workman like dude who fits Pittsburgh. I mean, got jewelry, won it. Oh, he's got jewelry. Been good. It's hard to look. Well, it was like the thing last year ago. Hey, are they going to fire Mike Tomlin? It's like, okay, look, if you fire Mike Tomlin, that cat go anywhere he wants to go. Oh, his agent would be like, oh, shit, the phone. It would yeah. just light There up. are 31 calls coming in right now. I mean, look, going. Probably not 31, but it would be, be 20. 17 to 20. Just going to check. Hey, I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, how quick could we get this done? This could get a little messy, but are you interested? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Sure. I mean, the list of teams that wouldn't that would go, no, we're good, would be really small. It's a list, but it would be small. Like, I don't think the Bills would be interested, for example. I think they're perfectly happy with Sean McDermott. Sure, yeah. You know, I, I, that, that's an example. Yeah, yeah. Dayball's not getting fired in New York. Yeah, the Giants would be like, no, I mean, look, Tomlin's really good, but we're cool. Yeah. We like what we got. Jacksonville right now would say, nope, we, we like where we are. Yeah. The Saints would be like, oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're sending all the planes. Pick your plane. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I mean, it would. there would be a lot of that. He's he's very underappreciated. He is. It's, I mean, I got to meet him one time at the Senior Bowl. Did you? Got to actually stand there and talk to him for like 10 minutes. He talked? Yeah, he was cool. He was fine. He was really nice. Everybody says that he's just a guy that you leave him alone if he's at work. Like, leave him alone. And if he hadn't had his coffee, you have to leave him alone. Oh. He's a coffee person. Okay. He probably just needs a minute. Like, let me yeah. get, let me get no, I, I was standing there with another NFL guy who I know, and he introduced me. So I didn't, like, walk up to him and go, hey, coach, I was wondering if I could talk about the Steelers. And he signed my – Yeah, and I, instead we just kind of had a conversation a little bit. And he was – yeah, he was very nice. Sharp, sharp guy. Uh, there will be a very quick hand raise, guys, tonight. Uh, yeah, it will. If you're if you're if you're interested, come and we're gonna get in, get out, and move on with our with our days. Um, but we'll recap anything that did happen today, in uh in, in that tonight. You obviously you don't follow it. I don't really follow it a ton much anymore. But you seen all this uh the havoc on the bottom half of the draw in the Australian Open. Um, um, I have not the bottom half of the entire tournament that's remaining. There is not a top thirty seed remaining. Really? Yeah, it's completely a wild card on the bottom half. Um, just is Djokovic still in? Uh, yeah, he's. It, yeah. it feels Medvedev might be his only even sort of competition the rest of the way. I mean, it has completely opened up where he he's in he's in he's in good shape. He got into it last night with uh with the umpire because and it, look he handled it really well. I saw Andy Roddick tweeting about it this morning, going, "It's all Djokovic could do." There was a drunk fan that would not stop yelling at him. And he basically walked over and goes, look, he's clearly drunk. He's clearly not here to watch tennis. You've heard him like four times. I've heard him 20. How are you going to fix it? Right. And the guy was basically like, we can't do anything. And Chuck was like, why, why can't, they, why can't they dismiss him? I think they ended up dismissing him. But I think that apparently one of those umpires is one of the, that umpire, his, his Twitter was telling me, I have no clue, is one of the more lenient ones that won't really give players right. a lot of discretion and those things and he he essentially was going to do it but he was going to make Djokovic not get his way before he did it I think was kind of how that was playing out uh, well and what I found funny about it is you can watch the video Djokovic's opponent was laughing during the thing at Djokovic's back and forth and I thought you know it's hurting that guy too that means he knows he ain't got a shot in hell away right. he's just hanging out right now because he's laughing at Djokovic because if you're actually in the match you would want the guy out too I need to come I'm, I'm not yeah plus, whatever Instead, he's like cackling he's like, no up. Bad. You know I'm not winning, right? <laughs> yeah. It's just all part of the experience here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> anyway. All right. Hand raise, guys, tonight. We are on uh, several different watches today, including Spencer Sanders. So, content there at rebelgrove.com for whatever happens. Appreciate Jeffrey for his time every single Thursday, leading right up to his show with Calkins at 9 o'clock in the morning. So, we'll be back tonight, and we'll talk to you again very soon.